This week on Two Bears, One Cave. I think that young man has banged every one of our daughters. <laughs> you could FedEx cocaine to a location. I think we're doing that with mushrooms next week. <laughs> Do you ever have sex with Demi Moore? A gentleman never tells. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just farted. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. Wow, how have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless. When Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month, when you purchase a three-month plan, more like, wow, how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. We use Mint Mobile at the office, and we have been saving so much money since switching over, and setting up on Mint Mobile's website was super easy. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bears. That's mintmobile.com slash bears. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bears. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three months plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Hey guys, brand new Two Bears, One Cave, and it is a fucking honor to have someone fuckable on this show, finally. (laughs) Finally. We have had unfuckables for how long, and now, ladies and gentlemen, the legend from his hit show Unstable Unstable on Netflix, Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. Rob fucking Lowe. If you told Marie Koval, who I was dating in eighth grade, that I I would know Rob Lowe, she would have had sex with me. She was so into you. Was she, was she hot? She was so. She was the best kisser. Really? Yeah. She kissed me. I was in seven. I was in. I was in eighth. She was in ninth. She was obsessed. Obsessed. Was I guess Saint Elmo's Fire must have come out then. What year? It's, I was so I graduated ninety one, so it'd have to be eighty six. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. about right. Yep. And she was obsessed. Obsessed with you. And like an advert, and, and you know it's interesting. I, I don't know anything about when people talk uh, non-binary shit. Yeah, but there was like I put like you, Duran Duran. Uh, I think maybe Kiefer Sutherland. I had pictures of you guys on my walks. I was like, that's what cool is. I want to be cool. A lot of surfers, Mark Acalupo. Oh yeah. Um, uh, uh, probably even Kelly Slater and his brother. His brother had like a, a cool surf. But you are. Do you feel like you feel like you're the man? No, for no. real? No, no. I mean, okay, okay. There had to be a moment where you're like, bro, I'm the fucking man. Like, like there, there, there was. I remember that that Halloween, the the Halloween of Saint Elmo's Fire, that era, the yeah. era you're talking about, and going to a Halloween party, and there were a couple of people dressed as my character from the movie, Ugh. and I thought, okay, I mean, that's that's. That's pretty dope. That's kind of when when there's a Halloween costume of you, it's one of the signs that you're breaking through maybe. Did what was like I mean like I think every guy so every guy runs through like you had your pick of women. You had your pick of women in in Hollywood in the heyday. It was a good time. <laughs> it was a good time. It was a good time because it was okay, so in those days the there, there was no AIDS. Yeah. 
there was no social media. None. You could kind of do whatever you wanted to do, and there was privacy. Um, Coke was good for you. <laughs> it was good for you. It was what it's what smart it's what smart successful people did. Yeah, you know. Maybe. Yeah, it was almost doctor prescribed. <laughs> so we we didn't know a lot of the things then that we know now. So it was it was much more innocent and and much more fun. I think a lot about just being so grateful a that I survived the eighties, um, but that I got to not only live through them, but I got to to really be present in them because it was it was a a decade that it's a moment in time that will never come again ever. No, no, that doesn't exist. I was I was I've been ta- I've been I've been talking about this a lot. Uh, that doesn't exist anymore. The the coolness, the slickness of Hollywood where, oh, here, just coming through the back door. And then, no, 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 I got you guys. I got you guys. And yeah. and then, I mean, that happens in, in in waves, but it doesn't happen the way it did. We're back in the day. No. And and I think that's the Hollywood I, I thought was sexy and cool. Well, the other thing was it was super, <laughs> um, you know, everybody talks about things being inclusive today. The truth of it is it was way more inclusive then because really? you would go to a club and there wasn't bottle service. Mm-mm. There wasn't like you had to pay for a table. Like you could be just a regular person and you could be standing next to Andy Warhol or you could wow. be, you know, it was not, I don't even think there were VIP areas really. It was really? just all for one. One for all. Now, granted, there were guys, there were always been guys at the door going, you, you, not you, 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 you. But now those same guys are going, okay, you're a rapper. You can come in. Okay. You're an athlete. You can come in. Okay. You're a star. You can come in. And the regular people get screwed. Yeah. And in the old days, it was, it was, it was, you know, it was all for one, one for all. And you, and you, I mean, like I, I, the, the, I, the bangers that you did, I mean, like, I, I like, I'm going to go through that in a second, but you came from like, you were a regular person. Yeah. That moved out here with your mom and your brother. That's right. After your parents get divorced. That's right. Yeah, we came from Ohio. We, I was literally a twelve-year-old from Ohio. You know, moved out to. But California. you were. But you were interesting. Interested in acting before you came out here. I was. I was doing all kinds of acting, and to the extent that there was any <laughs> acting to be done in Dayton, Ohio. You know, Dude, shout out to Dayton. Dayton's a fucking badass place. Dayton's Dayton Funnybone. Uh, there's a yeah. good people living in Dayton. Dave right. Chappelle lives right outside Dayton in Yellow Springs. I Yellow spent Springs. a lot of time in Yellow Springs as a kid. Really, I went to Yellow Springs probably every other weekend and hiked in Glen Helen uh, Park, which is the most beautiful, you know, woods area right there. And they had great ice cream shop. I remember I got to go visit Dave in, in Yellow Springs and show him what it was like in 1970, 1971, 1972, 1973. Wait, how, how old are you? I'm going to be 60. Oh, I'm fi- so you're 10. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I right. was you're 10 years older than me. Yeah. And so then, and so then you guys moved out to Point Doom. I know to Malibu. In the, but like, I mean that's that's another time in history. Like yes. Malibu was Malibu wasn't what it is now. You could get you could move, live there. Like yeah. now it's like everything's six million up. No, when we lived there, it was you know wor- working people. It was teachers and firemen and architects and dentists and you know uh, and and policemen. Yeah, living you know there and 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 you know now it's it's studio executives and agents and tech billionaires and and second homes for people. I. I lived on Point Doom. Point Doom now is probably, I'd say, half of the homes are second homes that people are in for two weeks a year. Yeah. It's really amazing how it's changed. It's just crazy. Yeah. What, what made your mom want to come out here? 
she was following her um, second husband, who was a doctor who worked out here. And she chose Point Doom because it had the best air quality of anywhere in Southern California. That's interesting. Yeah. Is your mom still alive? No, she she died in 2013. Okay. Do we, uh, did, uh, did, um, were you always like a stud? <laughs> no, because when I was a kid and a 12 year old in Ohio. Because your features are arguably, inarguably perfect. Like yeah. you're perfectly featured well, I could, individual. I could argue that because I, I was super pretty. You're very pretty. I was, and, and, and it, it, it is tolerable now. I'd argue you might be prettier than my wife. Like like in a, in a dimly lit room, I think people, if you go, you got to pick one, I would say the majority of this country would go, I'm going to roll the dice and see like if, if I'm it was this. dark and I had a, wi- a wig on. Oh, if you had a wig on, there's no fucking well, question. Let's face it, anything with a wig and we're kind of down. Right? Let's, I mean, come on. You and, you, like, you and Brad Pitt are, are two yeah. perfectly symmetrical human beings. Like, were you, and you were, had to be always like that. Well, I mean, I, I don't think. I was I was so pretty when I was young <laughs> that I, I have never started I, a story this way, nor has Tom Segura. I, Neither. <laughs> but I'm not saying it is a good thing. No, no, no. Yeah, I I don't I don't wish being pretty on any young boy. Yeah, that's not what, bro. That is not what you want to be in sixth <laughs> no. grade. Is pretty, especially As with a, especially uh-uh. with little impulse control problems, and you get put in the but, wrong fucking situation. It, it also, being a, being like a theater kid. Yeah, let me entertain you, pretty pretty. You were like, get 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 beat it, kid. You know. Yeah. So um, so I never was the the man because of those because I was interested in acting. And I was pretty, and you yeah. can do the math. You can figure out what people were Everyone thinking I was were, all about. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, yeah, you're almost too pretty, yeah. So, um, you know, uh, and then I moved to California, and I wasn't cool then either because I grew up in Ohio where it was like kick the can after school or football or wiffle ball, and nobody did any of that in Malibu. They surfed or yeah. they played beach volleyball, and that was it. That was it. So the notion that we go play a game of pickle or or get a baseball game at this was not happening. Yeah. It wasn't happening. And I also showed up in um Levi Tough Skins in August. Oh. And that was like an un- an un- an unpardonable. Well, your brother's Chadlow. Yes. Your brother's Chadlow. My brother's Chadley Lowe. Fuck, your bro- oh, your brother's a great fucking actor. He's a great actor. Fucking your brother's a fucking great goddamn. Holy shit. The whole time I'm saying like, I was like, whatever happened to his, uh, I was, le- I was reading, I was watching the documentary on Schwarzenegger on uh, Netflix. Yeah. I was, I was watching your, I was watching, I watched yours last, started watching yours last night, started watching Schwarzenegger, got down to the gym, got on the treadmill, watched like probably three, three episodes of Unstable. Fucking awesome. Thank your you. son's fucking great. Oh, I, got a lot, I got a lot of compliments I want to pay your son that that I, like I, that you you wouldn't want to say online, but like you'd want to say to him personally. Yes. Like there's a fucking, he's got his, his I mean, this is, sounds creepy, but he's got super engaging eyes. Oh. Like his, got- his eyes like are, you know, like I, I think I, I lead with my voice. Yeah, his yeah, yeah, eyes yeah, yeah. engage, like pull you in. Uh, really fucking talented. He, he's he he really is. As my, I tried for years to ignore it and God. to try to beat it out of him, and just I wanted him to be a scientist. 
and and he actually went to Stanford and and got in because he was the youngest um, intern at the Eli Broad Stem Cell Laboratory in high school and and did a lot of work in that area. Really, and yeah, and then he's super smarty pants, and yeah. then comes out of Stanford and tells me he wants to be an actor, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, really? I mean, first of all, I could have saved that tuition. Yeah, I could have oh. saved it. I didn't need to, and but the the fact of the matter is he he. You know, you can't argue with the DNA and the genetics. It's in his blood. No, it's and really, he's really in good. his blood. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. The show's great. Thank you. We should take a second before we go back and deep dive your beauty and <laughs> and really talk about the show. Did you did you come up with the show? Hello, I'm Johnny Knoxville. And I'm Elna Baker. And we have a new podcast. It's called Pretty Sure I Can Fly. Yep. We've teamed up with my friends and barmates from Smartless to create a podcast where we talk to folks who have more balls in a bowling alley. People who accomplish something extraordinary despite people telling them that it couldn't or shouldn't be done. You'll hear stories about the Air Force doctor who buckled into a 600 mile per hour rocket sled and became the fastest man on the planet. And a man who wrestles alligators and sharks for fun. Do not do this. <laughs> You'll hear about a foul-mouthed moonshiner. Got a two-inch dick and a six-inch tongue and knows how to use both of them. <laughs> and an even more foul-mouthed female stunt pilot. We got bull riders. Balloonists. Bobsledders. And big wave surfers. People who lay their balls on an anvil and hand the other fellow the hammer. Okay. I bet you've actually done that, Johnny. Maybe for sweeps. Follow Pretty Sure I Can Fly on the Wondery app. Or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Pretty Sure I Can Fly early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus. Is your beer fridge feeling a little empty? DoorDash is your door to beer without the run. Whatever drink you're in the mood for, they've got you. Order your alcohol with DoorDash today and drink in the savings. Use code BEARS24 to get 25% off, up to $15 value on a $35 minimum subtotal on your next alcohol order for eligible users only. I mean, there's like sometimes you just don't want to leave. That's me. Once we're at a spot and we're hanging out, I just don't want to leave. And now you don't have to. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. Beer, wine, mixers, mocktails, and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25%, up to $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code BEARS24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Terms apply, must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. My son and I did together. It's a fucking great... You know, uh, I'm really a sucker for cold opens. Like a good cold open draws me into the show. And, yes. you, and you're cold open. And I've been there so many times, maybe not with the dog in the ice, yeah. but like where you are at wit's end. I, and, and for everyone, please, I, 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 I can tell everyone what the show's about. But you can you, tell them everything. Yeah, it's streaming now on Netflix. It's out. You play, you play an eccentric uh inventor like a tech uh, like a tech, tech genius tech genius who may who is increasingly unstable who lost his wife yep. and is trying to deal with it in his own unique crazy bizarre ways and your son comes in and and who i think if, if i'm not saying was teaching the flute and then said he was never going to be involved with the business and and then and i'll just say you got to watch it it's really fucking great no, it's really you. great thank it, coming from you that means a lot because it, it really does i appreciate that. no it's fun it's phenomenal but i've been i identified very much with that opening scene um, I was, for me, it was, uh, the, it was the time traveler's wife where I just was, I got caught off guard and I was in a bad place. I was on the road a lot. I was drinking way too much at the time. And 
I wasn't around my family a lot. And then all of a sudden, getting time to have his wife, and I'm sitting on the edge of a bed naked, <gasps> crying, going like, fuck, man, I need a fucking, I gotta get my shit together. But yeah, it's it's a great show. It's it, a great show. Uh, we, you know, and it, the, the genesis of it was <coughs> that my son Johnny um, would troll me so relentlessly on my social media. He was, he's a, He's a funny little fucker, and 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 I love I love a good joke, even at my own expense. Maybe even more at my own expense. You're uh, you're notorious. Like uh, the one, you've uh, you have leaned into jokes that I that I don't think I'd ever thought you'd see you lean into, and which I thought is always cool as fuck. Like cool as fuck. Like the you did an SNL, you did a thing about this thing you got in trouble with at the Democratic National Convention. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You, and you talked Delete, about it on SNL, bro, dude. That that monologue. For that episode fucking is fucking legendary. Epic. It's epic. Fucking epic. It's it's really gnarly. Looking it's back on it, and when, and I, I want to say that was that. In my opinion, like you've been the you've always been the cool dude, but when you did something like that, I went, "Fuck yes!" Oh, good. Like yeah, and that was I would argue that's the I I would say the very beginnings of where you started to veer off into this brilliant career you've had since where you've really kind of owned the comedy space in a way that I don't think anyone in your generation of actors that were all the talented dudes other than maybe Charlie Sheen <laughs> has ever done. That was the beginning of, of my, of my embracing <laughs> of comedy. And it was, it was partially because I was such an SNL nerd as a kid and, yeah. and, and watched everything, knew everything. And then when I finally got to host it, it was a dream come true, and I had a good show. I had a really good show. Yeah. And then I hosted a few more times and got to know Mike Myers and Lorne, and that led to Wayne's World and Austin Powers and Tommy, Tommy Boy. The, 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 Tommy Boy is the motherfucker. Tommy Boy is Tommy Boy's the motherfucker. It's the one I, of all of of all those com, SNL comedies I was able to, to be in. That's that's the one that that really feels like an evergreen kind of. I mean, first of all, Wayne's World is one. Wayne, Wayne's World is one of the best. Dude, and Austin ever. Powers too is. I mean, you've been in some. You've been in some banger comedies, like comedies like that. That like that legendary comics don't have a, a lineup like you have, and then and then you just and then little things like first of all, uh, the the. Uh, I know I'm mean, it's going to come the, the my one of my favorite ones you were in was uh the one Jared and Jared Oh my gosh the grinder the grinder uh my my short-lived show the grinder on Fox we had 22 so episodes fucking good it, that's my favorite thing I've ever done as a comedy it was so good and I, if I'm not mistaken at that time so I knew Jared uh I knew Jared He's the best. from um playing poker Oh, and I'd known him from playing poker and I'd met him. I met him on a show he did called action and he was an actor on action and I met him there and then I met him playing poker. And then I think at that time, our, my kids were going to school with uh, Fred, Fred Savage, Fred Savage's kids. Yeah. And so all of a sudden all these worlds combine and it comes on and it was just a great, like old, like I say old school sitcom, but like a legit single camera, hilarious fucking sitcom, like it was, fucking hilarious. It was really funny. It was super funny. It was it was too funny for network television ultimately, and, and that's it only ran one season. But it's I think it's on Hulu now. But it, it's one of those things that I urge people to see if they haven't seen it because it it just is one of those one of those shows that's just it's super fun. I mean, really, honestly, you've, and Parks and Rec, Parks and Rec. By the way, the street that this house is on, yeah, where we are today, 
I every time I go down the street, all I can think about is that we the scenes we I shot so many scenes. There's a well-known sequence where my character Chris Traeger is bicycling. It's a talking head, but I'm bicycling looking into the camera. Yeah. And I talk about if I can bicycle 15 miles a day, I can outrun a crippling depression. And and I shot it right in front of your house. Really? Yeah. Shut up. That's dude. That's it's. I mean, I feel like I I I, I feel. Uh, don't feel accomplished, but I sometimes I feel like I go, like I I got a good body of work. I, I've done a couple things that that have been good. A couple specials. The cabin was really good. I'm proud of my movie. Mm-hmm. But then I look at like your the shit you've done, and more importantly, like the transition. They were not allowing serious actors to transition into comedy at all. Like and that was just a thing that did not happen. Did not happen, and vice versa. You yeah. know, it, it, both ways. You were for. Sh- you were you definitely pigeonholed. There were dramatic actors and there were comedic actors, and the the tween shall never meet, as they say. And um, all my favorites were able to do both. Yeah, all the people I looked up to as 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 a kid, like, and there weren't that many. Paul Newman, Slapshot, hilarious, amazing. He was a big movie star. Did you meet Paul dramatic. Newman? I did meet him. I was I, I I was able. I met him a number of times. He was really? he was amazing. Yeah, like as cool as you think. Yeah, he was, he was, listen, there, what I really like about icons is when they own who they are and lead with it. Like when you meet Arnold, you know, you've just spent time with Arnold. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, like, I do. And, and then there are people, <laughs> I, you know what I mean? worked out with him at Venice Beach like a, a month ago and I got in the car and I go, he gave it all to me. He gave, see, and I, and Paul wasn't like that. And most of them aren't. Perfectly nice, wonderful, great. But I want, like, you know who's like it is Hanks. When you meet Tom Hanks and you're with Hanks, it's like he knows he's Tom Hanks, so he gives you Tom Hanks. Fuck yeah. And I and I like that. I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's great. I almost want, and, and I, don't, I don't mind it if it swings the other way. Like, I... Uh... I've never met uh, Sean Penn, but I'd imagine he'd oh be a God. tad bit curmudgeon He's Sean Penn. He's Sean Penn. He's like, huh? Oh, he's on the phone with like, you know, Zelensky in the other room. And, yeah. You know, some third rate drug dealer in the other room. He's Sean Penn. He's, he's Sean exactly Penn. Exactly who you think he's going to be. I took a piss next to him one time and we were, we were both flying to DC and he had like, everyone was wearing truckers caps, but he was wearing like an authentic, like clearly he got this from something someone he had met and it was folded weird like and he was like Sean Penn fucking yoked b- bomber jacket tight jeans boots great like <coughs> he was he was pretty int- you that, that's your whole group that's I, those the guys I went to school dude, with dude you went to school hold on you went to school you and so okay so you and Chad your brother fucking Chad i i can't do, believe do, i do, do, you should see so the other show i have is 911 Lone Star now that show, Chad is in our season finale this year. Yeah. And he absolutely murders it. Murders. We we play brothers. Yeah. And he it, it, you have to you have to go and look at this. It's it's amazing. If you're a Chad fan, he's unreal in it. Yeah, he's so fun. You forget so funny you forget he's your brother. You really I re- I really honestly I'm sitting here going, so you and your brother and your mother. And I'm like, oh, I wonder who his brother is. I wonder because Arnold Schwarzenegger's brother passed away. Yeah. When he was at, over here in a, in a DUI and was dr- drinking and driving, his Arnold Schwarzenegger's brother was really attractive too. Um, so wait, so you you come out here and then you go to high school and you meet Emilio Estevez. 
and then he becomes your friend. You guys become like real friends. No one's famous. No one's anyone. No. Do you know who his dad is at the time? Or do so you, is that matter? When I, when I moved to Malibu, I wanted to be an actor. <laughs> and there was this actor, Martin Sheen, who lived in that house. Really? And I wanted to see him. I'd never seen a real actor before. See, can I tell you, I'm, I'm so glad you said that because there's a part of me that I am really impressed by celebrity because I grew up in Florida and we never, the most famous person I ever met was Gero Yopremian. He was the kicker for the- Exactly. Yeah. Did you try to kick like him when he fucked that kick up? No. Not my famous <laughs> we were footage of him. Steakhouse and my dad's like, buddy, that's Gary Upremian. Little tiny Frenchman. And I was like, I was like, can, dad, can we go over and say hi? And he's like, ah, you let him have his dinner. And then someone <laughs> went over and said hi to him. And I was like, dad, dad, he said hi. So my dad and I went over and met Gary Upremian. And I, this is going to sound crazy. I, I think he pulled out a pennant. Like, I think he had a Bucks pennant and he signed it for me. Amazing. Uh, and I was like, oh, wow. Amazing. So like, so like going to Florida State, we didn't have there's no celebrities, and then when I moved to New York, I remember like I remember Tyra Banks came into the comedy club one time, and I was like, whoa, mm -hmm. she's so pretty. I was like, wow. So this is like, and then the next one I met was not met. I bumped into Tom Cruise. Ooh, and I fucked that up really bad. I fucked that up really bad. I was like, you have beautiful hair, and he was like, huh. And I was like, mm. he does. He did. And it was when he was doing Magnolia. So it was long. Ooh. And I, he was like, good, cool. Cool. Um, Amazing. He's and so, best. and so, but, uh, but I, I, but my daughters aren't impressed by celebrity. They have no reference for it. They don't care about it. It doesn't land on them. There's no one they want to meet. If they meet someone famous, they're like, cool. Uh, that's really awesome. But I understand as a kid from coming from Ohio where you go, Martin Sheen, like, what's that life like? I understand that. Oh, and, and looking back on it, <coughs> it was super great because he was never around. He was like he was like the Loch Ness monster. You like hoped to see him, but he was never really around. Yeah. Because he was making this movie Apocalypse Now. Buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around. They get a beautiful gift and you get the unforgettable moment of seeing the look on their face when they open it. The only tricky part, figuring out how to get the perfect piece at the best price. This is what I recommend for any jewelry purchase. Source it from BlueNile.com. Blue Nile offers thousands of independently graded diamonds and fine jewelry at prices significantly below traditional retail. They also offer a peace of mind with every purchase with some of the highest quality standards in the industry. They're available 24-7 by phone or chat to answer technical questions and give recommendations for every budget. The thing about buying jewelry is you really don't know what you're getting into. You don't know what you're looking at often. And the great thing about working with Blue Nile is you have somebody who's a true expert that can help guide you along the way so you don't feel lost. So you know what these diamond grades are. You know you're getting real value. You can feel great about your purchase because Blue Nile also offers a diamond price match guarantee. And just in case you don't, they offer 30-day returns. Shop Blue Nile today and experience the ease and convenience of the original online jeweler. Go to BlueNile.com today. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
I ended up going to the premiere of Apocalypse Now at the Cinerama Dome, and, which is just the fact that I was able to, I mean, that's, it's so amazing that I was able to, to do it. The it's one of my favorite movies. Apocalypse Now, yeah, that's pr- fucking premiere. insane. I still have the program. They had a pro, a, like a seven, like an eight page fold out with photos of production and like liner notes from an album. Yeah. They handed it out to everybody. I still have mine somewhere. But anyway, so yeah, I, I, I met Emilio. Um, Charlie was really our, our friend because my brother, Chad, and he were best friends because all they wanted to do is play baseball. They're both Reds fans of all things. We came from Ohio. I don't know why Charlie was a Reds fan, but he was. And they were going to grow up to be baseball players. Really? And I wanted to be an actor. Emilio was debating whether he wanted to be an actor. Um, Had he changed his name at that time? Uh, Charlie, yeah. No, Charlie was uh, Charlie Estevez. Oh, really? Yeah, he was Charlie Estevez. In, my, the, year, in the, my yearbook, he's in the AV club as Charlie Estevez. Fuck. That tells you all you need to know. Yeah. Charlie Sheen, originally, was Charlie Estevez from the <laughs> AV club. <laughs> the AV, do they have AV clubs today? I don't think so. I don't know. Oh, they are. Uh, there's a. Uh, what would it be? What would be the equivalent of an AV club today, where where they just like the nerds come in, and the jocks throw shit at them? I think. What would it be? I think it's probably yearbook. Like my daughter. We're talking about whatever my daughter signs up for. She's in that. She's into that shit. Uh, she like she signs up for stagehands. She loves oh, it. The, there it is. Stagehands. Yeah, she's Bingo. loves being a stagehand. There you go. That's it. Yeah, she loves being a stagehand. I like Charlie was also in the stagehands. I think actually. Really? Yeah. My my. So you um, guys are all what, fifteen so, years old. So I have my, I still have my junior high yearbook and uh, Sean's in it. Penn, Chris Penn, God rest him. Oh, Chris Penn was a fucking badass. Charlie Emilio, Downey. I, I hope everyone else is as blown away as I am. This is your class. Mm-hmm. It's it's just we're all different ages, so we were scattered out, but within the same school. I think. To be totally truthful, Downey was, was in my high school. He was I, Downey and I were in history together in high school. Man, he's pretty interesting now, right? Oh yeah. But before, when he was in, when he was in Weird Science, he had he had a little something special. Like there's something special about him. We were like, shooting weird. <coughs> we, we were shooting Sin Almost Fire in the state soundstage next to Weird Science, and. It was Weird Science on one stage, Sin Almost Fire on one stage, and Back to the Future on the other stage. And we would visit each other's sets all the time. So I'd go visit my friend Eric Stoltz, who was starring in Back to the Future. That's right, because he got cast initially. Yeah, and then one week I go back, and now it's Michael J. Fox starring in Back to the Future, doing the scene that I had just seen Eric do. That's so, crazy. Yeah, it was. It was. It, it was universal. It was a really, really, really interesting time. Sweet. Do you have any good like? Because I like my buddy Sal Carinante uh, texted me. He's coming to my show in Kansas City, and he's like, and and I was like, and they're like, oh, Sal, and I just had a good story of like, like, like we were partying in New Smyrna Beach, and some guys were talking shit. Sal wasn't the biggest guy, but he knew was he knew that if he threw a punch, no one was going to do shit, and he went to the biggest guy and punched him in the in the jaw and knocked him out. And the whole room backed up. Everyone's like, "What the fuck?" And then another one of my buddies took his dick out and just started pissing in front of these guys. And they and they they're like, "Who's next?" And it was like just badass kid moments where you're like, "What the fuck?" That's how we grew up. Yeah. Like, for what, sure. did you guys have any fun like crazy out at the beach party like Karate Kid stories where like every like you're like, and then all of a sudden Martin comes up and he's like, "Everybody out of the fucking house!" Oh well, 
so many of those stories. I mean, because because you used to party. You've been sober for like I've been sober thirty three years. But you legit used to party. Oh, bro. Yeah, and all of those dudes legit. Some of them still do. Legit used to. Oh, it was on, dude. It was on. I mean, Charlie used to go to. I remember when when the first ATMs opened. Yeah. Like I remember, like this old I am, and and that was a game changer. Because you could go to the ATM to get the money for the hookers or the drugs. And, you know, Charlie was an early adapter on all of that stuff. And, and, and. I just farted. I just farted. We would, uh, he would, he would import to Martin's house when, 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 when they were out. Out of the out of thing, and, and there was always that moment where the girls would be like, "Whose house is this?" Never, never oh. you mind about that. Oh my so god! Th- it was, it was, it was just a, it was a sweet, innocent. How is there not a movie about this? Well, I want to make one. I'm, I'm actually. Oh, I have, I'm, I'll invest. I'll invest. How many millions work, do you want? I am, I'll invest everything right now. I am actively working on, sort of my, almost famous, version of Malibu in the late seventies into the early eighties, because it, Dude. it's, it's sort of like, it's sort of like Laurel Canyon in 1968. Yeah. Really? It is. It well, really well, is. It, no, it, it absolutely is. And, and the stories are beyond belief. Be- beyond belief. Because then I, I'm, I don't want to, I don't like, I really don't know how to talk to someone like you because you have so fucking much that was my childhood. Cause then you guys all go on to shoot outsiders. Yeah. That's yeah. like, that's, that's. It's kind of, it is kind of <coughs> looking back on it, knowing what I know that Cruz, who was living in, in the other bedroom at Emilio's. So it was me, Tom and Emilio, best friends working out, going to the beach, auditioning, acting. And that the three of us ended up in that movie. I mean, the, the, I, I don't, I don't know what those odds are, but it was, it was, it was great. Cause we're all buddies. I went to the house. Uh, I went to the. Did house. you go to the outsiders' house? Okay, of course. Isn't yeah. it great? It's really fucking. It's I'm, so sweet that they're I've, doing that. I've been there. I've been to Tulsa a number. Is it Tulsa? Right. Yeah, it's Tulsa. I've been to Tulsa a number of times. A number of times. Shout out to Tulsa. I fucking love Tulsa. Yeah. Um. But that movie was such a. That was the first movie where I read the book and then I saw the movie. I'd never done that mm-hmm. in my life because I think sure. we got it in like. Fucking. When did you guys shoot that? We shot it in eighty. Late in, I think, 82, and it came out in 83, I believe. Yeah, so I'm... Some, more I, or less. What, what do you think the math is on that? I, I We read it in class, that and Rumblefish. Sure. Which they made Rumblefish, right too. At, right back to back. Yeah, and I. by the way, I like that movie, too. Oh, Rumblefish was the one you wanted to be in. What's ironic is, at the time, Rumblefish was the cool movie. That was the movie that everybody really wanted to be in. Yeah. Outsiders was was great and everybody was thrilled to be in. But Rumblefish was like the cool guy club because Mickey Rourke was in it. And at the time, yeah. Mickey Rourke was like going to be the next James Dean and whatever. Um, but 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 people don't really remember Rumblefish. But at the time, that was like yeah. dope. And then and that was then, this is now. That was Emilio. And that was Emilio. Emilio wrote that movie. You really? He wrote it. That was then, this is now. Adapted it from S.E. Hinton's book. God damn, yeah. I know all those books. I read The Outside, read it in class, and then they let us watch it in class. Yeah. And, and they do was, that now. It, it's part of almost every curriculum of seventh grade across the country. My daughter Isla uh, did it and read it, uh, The Outsiders, and 
And I saw, I got to sit with her and talk to her about the book and, and about what I loved about the book and, and who I loved. And I misread the book. I'm not a great reader. Um, I mean, I call them the socks the whole time. And, <laughs> yeah. and you wouldn't be the first person to do it. But I didn't. I, there's a lot I didn't get. And then I watched the movie and I was like, oh, shit. And so I did that. To, I then did it to Rumblefish. And then I then did it to that was then this is now is I'd read the book. And those books were digestible. They weren't over the top. No, they're super easy. I mean, they've, they introduced. They were, listen, S.E. Hinton wrote it when she was 13 years old. God, what a fucking, what I mean, an it's insane amazing. cast. Pull up the cast of of The Outsiders. It's Thomas Howell, you, and Patrick Swayze play three brothers. Yep. Matt Dillon. Ma- Matt Dillon. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Emilio Estevez. Emilio. Diane Lane. Oh, that, Diane Lane Cherry is so Valance. fucking goddamn sexy. Isn't she beautiful? You know, I did a show, can I tell you, I did a show... At the, this is what's wrong with me is I have to tell you something like this. I did a stand-up show at the drive-in movie theater where you guys shot the scene. The Admiral Twin. Yeah, I did a no drive-in way. movie theater. Yeah, I did a, I just, I, during the pandemic, I did a set of drive-in movie theater tours. I created a drive-in movie theater tour and one of the places were there and I was so fucking excited. We oh. went to the back gate where you guys snuck into the uh, the whole thing, yeah. I, I, I remember... God, we were all so young and so innocent. It was my first movie. I didn't know anything. And we would show up on the set even if we weren't working. We would show up and watch our our, our brothers work. I was at the, I, I don't have a scene at the Admiral Twin. I was there all the time. Yeah. And then Leif Garrett played the main. Randy. Leif Randy. Garrett. Leif Garrett taught me that you could FedEx cocaine to a location. <laughs> I think we're doing that with mushrooms next week. <laughs> <laughs> it w- apparently, you can kind of do whatever you want, but I'll never forget it. As long as I live, we would wait for Life's FedEx package. Boy, that was always a big. Wait, package. who was Tom Waits? Yeah, and Tom. Well, there were always weirdos hanging. Like Tom Waits was hanging around. Stuart Copeland from the police was hanging around because he would later do the score for Rumblefish. Yeah. Um, one of the guys in the Grateful Dead, Weir, Bob Weir. Oh my God! Yeah, he Bob was, Weir. He was there all the time. Um, Waits and Waits ended up playing like the barkeep. He opens the door and goes, "Get on in here, yeah, kids!" Yeah, yeah, when, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one lines wearing like a pork pie hat or whatever. I mean that I'm like I'm I'm kind of at a at a loss of words when I think. So if you could do if and and, and, and do me a favor, pull up Rob's movies real quick. If you could do one movie, and, and take a second to look at your movies, so you've right. done a lot of things. Oh, boy. If you could do one movie oh boy. for for the rest of your life, meaning <sighs> meaning they get the whole cast together, and just like Friends, you do that once a week, or once every two weeks, you don't get too sick of it, but you enjoyed the, the script, you enjoyed the cast, you enjoyed the director, you enjoyed everything. Oxford fucking blues, dude. Oxford fucking blues, where you get your car stuck in between the two things. Mm-hmm. I've, every time I'm in fucking London, I think of that goddamn scene. And that's the beginning of shit going sideways. What a great fucking movie. I've seen everything you've done. I think I've seen everything you've fucking done. This is, Frank and God, this is amazing to look at. This um, is, okay, hold on. Let's go through the list of your movies that you've been, that, which is insane. First of all, uh, there's a lot of really, uh, there's some, I, I look movies, movie wise. I, I probably it's, well, for sure it's the outsiders. I mean, what it, that would be something. It, it, that the outsiders would be St. Elmo's fire because, because they were ensembles with great people who I loved. And we had, we were all simpatico. We were all living life and having fun and being really, really, really serious about the work, but then also having a flipping blast at the same time. I mean, 
but and then creatively though you go when i watch succession for example which i love i love that yeah. show when i watch succession it reminds me of the west wing and i go in the west wing which you were which you did with martin sheen which which weird how weird is that i'll never forget the day aaron sorkin comes in and, and the, the 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 president was going to be um hang on it's going to come to me sydney poitier was who was going to be the president and for whatever reason that didn't work out and i can remember aaron coming and go what do you what do you think about martin sheen and i said what what do i think of a martin sheen you're kidding right and i told him my history with martin yeah. and uh and, and that was amazing that that would come full circle like that that's fucking insane young blood was a great young movie. blood wayne's world um class was a fun one class we, we hold on what class is well, i know i saw class it's jacqueline mandrew mccarthy and jacqueline Bassett. and I. oh wait so you know what's so funny i mix There's up some i mix up there oh, i mix up class and uh i mix class and oxford blues i mix them up sometimes yeah, because in in the beginning of Oxford Blues, you're you're like a bartender, or you're uh, you're working in that's right. like Vegas, and you right. and you have sex with an older lady. That's and right. And then every time I I do that, I go, and then you move to Oxford, and you fuck Andrew McCarthy's mom. And you, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that's that's <laughs> there should be a mashup. Yeah. Oh, that's a better. By the way, that's a better movie. Uh, it, it, it 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 brings them together. That's pretty a way. Quickly. That's a way better movie than either of those movies actually are. God, I think. Um. Yeah, there's some fun stuff in there. Um, but I also, you know, listen, I also like when I get to do character actor stuff or like Behind the Candelabra, that was if, is is one of my one of my personal favorites. Yeah, if there was a movie you get if looking at like some of your work, if there's a movie you could take one more shot at where you go, I wasn't I wasn't the actor I am today. Mm, yeah. I would like to do that one more time. Does it also count for the movie itself? Yeah, 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 yeah. So just a whole do-over. Whole do-over. You go I was so, it's, it was such a good script and we were so close, but I was too young and I don't know what I know now. And now if I did it now, I could fucking crush it. Cause I, I, yeah, I, I, to me, what comes up, it isn't, it isn't, um, so much the, um, a movie. It's a TV series. It's a TV series called Dr. Vegas. And it ran on CBS for one season. And it's, I thought I was making Nip Tuck, in Vegas. Really? I wasn't. I was making, what's that Don Johnson show where he wears the sweater vests all the time with, with oh, oh, Cheech Marin? Oh, 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 uh, Nash Bridges. What I was was making Nash Bridges in Vegas. Yeah. And it, knowing what I know today, I would have realized that we were not all on the same page. <laughs> yeah. Just putting it mildly. That's uh, interesting. Yeah. Where you, you know what? It's like, it's like creatively nobody's. We're not speaking the same language because that could have been a really fun show. Could have been really dark, really bizarre. The notion of a house doctor in Vegas, yeah, I, would be sick. So we, so what was the what was? Here's the thing I keep coming back to is I, I all these fun times. Wait, who are the girls that were your age? Like, because I all I know now all the studs in Hollywood. Yeah, were you guys were all friends? And then who are the girls? Like, to like, me, was the queen. Was Demi out here? Demi, Demi Moore. She was, you know, she was doing all the movies with us. Was she, was she in high school with you guys? No. So who were the girls? There weren't. Like, there weren't. There weren't any. So these fucking girls are like the chicks that move to Denver and get to fuck all the studs. 
Because you know what? That's what happens is Denver is like a bunch of 10 dudes because they all want to do is rock climb, mountain climb, and whitewater raft and mountain bike. Right. And then a bunch of like sixes go out and start dating them because they're like, oh, there's it's like salmon. There's men everywhere. That's amazing. And then I know they call it Menver because all the best looking men in the world go out there for adventure. And all these girls are like, fuck it. Let's clean up. No one knows about this. And so you guys had, you guys were Denver, by the way, I apologize to everyone in Denver. I'm exciting. I'm setting. I'll be at Red Rocks in October and I'll apologize in person. (laughs) Uh, but, but you guys were Denver. You had these fucking just like the, the lineup of studs that we're going to run movies for the next fucking 10 years. And then 20 years until the fucking 30 years, 40 years that still to this day. And then there were just a bunch of sixes going like, I guess I'll take Rob Lowe's virginity. And you're like, and I was all happy, right, usually, Bethany. I was usually happy to oblige. <laughs> I have to say, I did not get cheated. I went down swinging. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I have no regrets. It's like when, when, when it was time to get sober and like- That's lead, the thing I keep lead, going to. Like a serious life, I was ready to do it. Because okay, done how does it. that happen? How does that happen? I know how it happens for me. <clears throat> so I'm like, oh, I've never been a, I mean, I've, oh, I've been a, I'm a, I don't know what the right way to say this. I was an okay looking guy as a kid. But okay, but I was a little weird looking. I think I grew into my head. Grew your head. Yeah, my head was larger. Big I head? have a very, I look ridiculous as like a, hey, do you have that picture of me in high school? Do you have a picture of me with a big head? Type pull the, in. Pull, pull up the big head, would you? Yeah, if I, I, someone just sent me it. I think it was Whitney Cumming or Whitney Cumming sent it to me. <coughs> you have a big I, head? I had a big head. Well, that's me. As I just look like I have a big head, but um, there was a picture of me in high school with a girl, and I just look ridiculous. I didn't. Mm. I didn't. But I was a normal looking guy. I wasn't good at sex, uh, and the first time I did it, so it kind of like it kind of pulled me back. Did she tell you you weren't good at sex? No, no, no one needed to tell me. No yeah, one needed was, to tell it was me. that obvious. It was pretty bad. Mm. I, uh, I, I missed. Is I the best missed. way I can say. I missed. After I had an orgasm, she's like, are you going to put it in? And I looked down my, and my dick between her butt cheek in the bed. And I was like, nah, fuck. <laughs> and so, so, but I, that's what for I me. Missed. So I then from that point, literally from that point, I was like, I'm not looking for one night stands. I'm not looking to just share this with anyone. I want to find someone I connect with. I want to like all through college. Anytime we went into a bar, I was looking for someone to connect with. I mm-hmm. wanted someone to get me. But then it got like a guy like you who you go like. You literally are an untamed stallion on top of a mountain where lightning striking behind you and the and the villagers are looking at you mm-hmm. and all the female villagers are watching you just and you're sprinting back and forth in the rain. And you've got all these other stallions with you sprinting in the rain. And then and then one day that stallion just goes, I'm gonna go check out what's going on in the village. And you just kind of gallop down and you walk down center the center lane and you meet like a, a pretty regular person like your your wife My was wife. A, a a makeup right. artist makeup artist yeah and you just went hey i want to be a regular person yes here yes. don't don't saddle on me and yes i'm not going to run anymore i'm not going to sprint yeah. I'm done drinking yeah i want to have some kids that's right and i want to put my i want to put my heart into the work that's right how the fuck does that happen you have to have an epiphany oh my god what was your epiphany um my my epiphany was Twofold. One was people have been telling me that I need to see this movie. Um, oh God! If you um, say shampoo, this, uh, shampoo. I thought you were going to say the secret. I'm no, like, no, fuck! If you say no, the secret, no. I'm going to shoot myself in the head. No shampoo, which by the way is one of the great movies. Oh my it? God! Is this whiskey? Do you mind if I drink? No. Oh, please, please. 
You kidding me? I've got one of the world's biggest wine cellars. I don't give a shit. I, lo- I like people to have fun. Uh, so you have an epiphany. You see the you see shampoo. I see shampoo, and at the end of it, Warren Beatty, mm-hmm. at the height of his powers, and he's playing the ladies' man of ladies' man, is literally like alone on Christmas Eve with no one to be with. And I remember it vividly like this, like this is going to be, I felt like everybody was looking at me, like that's going to be you. I had this, you know, that Roberta Flack killing me softly with his song, yeah, like yeah. that lyric, like she thought the song was, it's that, I had that moment. And so that was for openers. And then my, so that was emotionally getting ready. And then my, <coughs> my grandfather. That's fucking very real. Right. You are this, you are this, this, I keep using the word stud, but like this, this great looking, very successful, very fun dude who's living life carefree. And then you watch this movie and they, they do that and people will do that where they, 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 the whole time they're like, what did you think about the movie? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Try watching leaving Las Vegas with your wife. Keep going. There's a lot of movies in that list you don't want to watch. With oh, there's a people. lot of movies where you go, oh, wow, this was a bad fucking choice. This is a very, yeah. <coughs> so, so you then keep going? I had that. Uh, and then um, there was a moment where my, my mom was calling me on, on the back in the days when we had answering machines. And yeah. I was listening to her leave the message. And, she, and my grandpa had, had a heart attack. And he was in the hospital and didn't look good. And please pick up, please pick up, please pick up. And I didn't. Because I was super fucked up, and I and I was like, I know what I need to do. I need to go drink that tequila that I keep by the side of my bed, so I can go to sleep, so I can wake up, so I can return this phone call. Like that was the logic. Yeah. And and I remember walking into the bathroom, looking in the mirror, like 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 a cliche, like a caricature of a moment, and going, "Bro, you're done. You're fucking done. It's over." Really, and I'd been carrying in my wallet the the business card of a drug interventionist. I like I couldn't keep my sunglasses or car keys in one place. God, that's so but you I, though. That's but, so you back then. But I like, kept that's, this. That's the, the fucking. That's so interesting. Keep going. So I kept that. <coughs> and every time I see her, I say, "So, you, you, so what exactly do you do?" She says, "Well, I help people stop drinking, and you know, if they want to get treatment." I said, "I'm like." That's so interesting. Glug, glug, glug. Tell me more. Glug, glug, whatever. And so I had I had her card and I called her the next morning and um, they sent me off to Sierra Tucson. So you went to rehab. I loved it. Oh, I fucking fantasize about rehab. Love it. You should. It's great. I, I, I love, love it. I would love to go, but I, don't, I want to make sure everyone knows I'm not done drinking. Like, I just want to go for the break. Y- yeah. I, I just un- want understood. like a month off. I want a month understood. off where it, I don't talk. I don't have to sell anything. I don't have to do... I don't have to fly anywhere. I just get to go and fucking really grow, go deep into me. Can I tell you, that's part of it. Cause like when I went, I felt like, Oh my God, thank God. Thank you. Thank God. Thank God. Because it, there is a big element of that, of like, no one's asking for anything. No one is in your grill about something. You're not, there's no pressure to say yes to things you don't want to say yes to. Oh all of these, all of these things just fall away. No cell phone. I don't want my cell it, phone. No, I none want, of I, it. I don't, I don't want to have to return a call. No, none of it. And it's just you with you. And, and it changed my life. And, and it's, it's one of those things. I mean, you can never do it the first time again. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if I could, I would have that experience again because it, it was so revolutionary for me i said to my wife when we got done this uh this big run of press for the movie 
I said to my wife, um, I want someone to chloroform me afterwards and just, just put me in a rehab. Just at the, that, all I want is I had to do like a presentation before the movie. Thank you so much for coming out. I hope you enjoy the movie. And then, yeah. and yeah. then wake up. You want some of that Michael Jackson milk he used to take? Me to and Tom and Googled it. You know you can buy chloroform online. Oh, you bro. just buy chloroform online. It takes five minutes to put someone out, which is really long to hold someone. In the movies, it's always like, <laughs> yeah. they're out. It's five, five minutes, minutes is like. We have some coming for the next two bears. When we do one together, we're going to try to chloroform each other. Oh, it's, I'm so down with we're, that. We're doing that. We're going to find. Here's another thing we're going to do. Tom doesn't know about this yet. We're going to find three chicks that we thought we could have fucked in our past, in our lives. And we're going to reach out to them, have Nadav reach out to them and find out if we could have fucked them. Now or then? Are they going to say, then. in those days, I would have if you'd only no, now, fill in the now blank? Now I could fuck any of them. I know you But yeah, now I could. Now I've got money. I'm way better than I was right, then. Right. Then is when I want to find out. There's like three girls where I go, I wonder if I could Do so you think they were just secretly withholding it from you then? No, no. I'm really bad at first moves. Oh. I have intimacy issues. I have real intimacy issues. And so I, I know there's one you, girl. You could have used my advice that I gave my sons. What was that? It's the first move advice. Oh, my God. Don't give it to me now. I'm married. What is it? You might still use it. Give it to me. Um, so inevitably, you're, you don't know. It's like you don't know. They might. You think they might, but you don't really know if they're going to. Yeah. Right? And usually, you're not alone. Usually, it's at a party. or yeah. so, so I always felt like the best way to cut to the chase was just to say, hey, I'm going to go take a bath. <laughs> this is great. And, and then you go and take a bath. And then if there's a knock on the door... And it's her, you know. And if there is no knock on the door, then it wasn't going to be, and you've saved yourself hours of small talk. <laughs> you know how many baths I would have been just sobbing in? Oh, I thought she was coming. I thought she was coming. Well, the knock doors, and it's my buddy Sal. I go, Sal? Well, that's the thing. I did have that happen once, and it was yeah. a knock on the door, and it was Billy Squire. Are you serious? Stroke me, stroke me. I was like, hey, Billy, Sal. come on in. Stroke. So I mean, you you are taking your chances. The there's there's like three chicks. I was saying to Victoria, we were driving over, and we were in the most aggressive traffic, and we're just talking back and forth. And I said, asking her, I go, what percentage of the population do you think you can have sex with? I, if I just pulled like twenty dudes out of a fucking room, the answer is one hundred for her. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it is. It definitely 100. is. And she goes, I think mine's going to be higher than you think. And I went. Oh yeah, that's right. You're hot. Yes. I go. What do you think Rob Lowe's is? And she goes a hundred. And I, <laughs> I go. What do you think mine is? And she goes thirty. And I was like, for real? She goes. Well, I mean, it's, it's not. I mean, well, I don't know. Like, well, like, who are these women? I was like, no, don't defend it. No. You guys got hundreds. You go into Red Rocks, bro. Look yeah. out in that audience. It's 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 the world's your oyster. Yeah, but, but I, I I messed up. Um, there's not. I don't didn't mess up because I'm glad I didn't have sex with them. But like, there's there's. Definitely three I'd like to ask that I'd like. I'm going to give them, I'm going to give them, and I want to know Tom's three. But isn't it funny you never get over it? Like, I, there, I have, I have, I have them where I'm like, oh, you know, that one. Wait, wait, hold on. Don't, you don't have to answer yes or no, but I'm, you know, I'm going to ask, but you don't have to answer. Yeah. Did you ever have sex with Demi Moore? A gentleman never tells. Oh. <laughs> That's one that I was like, she was, she is, she was like, she was like fucking legit. There's never been any anybody like a 22 year old Demi Moore. No, with her never has fucking been. voice. Never has her been. Her voice is so sexy. We watched the Seven Signs in Religion class. Oh, 
And she takes a bath in that pregnant. In real life, she takes a bath pregnant. And bro, you heard a bunch of 10th graders go, fuck yeah, <laughs> at a pregnant chick, at a pregnant chick. Demi Moore is like fucking legit. Yeah. We Oh, about last night. That's a movie. That's that's you guys had well you guys made that's, out that's you made a, that, out that movie stands you did like up. A, you was was Jim Belushi in that Jim Belushi it's a David <laughs> David Mamet Jim Belushi script. is really great in that movie he's great in it I love that Jimmy. was a, I would argue Jim Belushi is a fucking killer in gangster that. yeah him in um in about last night and what was the movie he did with Tupac Shakur uh, was oh. it Bullet it was Bullet Jim Belushi was great in that movie and I'll say this and I'm I don't know anything about anything I really don't I think that movie. That one role set him on a path for the rest of his fucking career because he was so good in it. Oh, he was yeah, that that role. And in you and to me had a great sex scene in the kitchen. Yeah, we went all over the place. All we did was bang in that movie. God dang like. it! But look at how cute she is there. <clears throat> she's and she's still fucking hot. Yeah, she is. And that's that's of, of all the movies of that era of mine, Saint Elmo's is the most popular. The most sort of what occupies a very specific place in people's um, affections. But about last night's the best movie, and it's not close. Yeah, that's that's fucking. That's a great goddamn movie, man. You've just you've just done. You will cry. You will laugh. There are eminently quotable lines in it. The dynamic between men and women has not changed at all. Mm-hmm. So it's you know, it's it's one of those movies that that um, stands up. <laughs> and what's so funny to me is that you did turn into a very grounded regular person. Like I, I, I just did that movie with Mark Hamill, and I, and I said, "How did you just turn into a regular person? Because you're Luke Skywalker. You're supposed to be a fucking lunatic, right?" And he's like, "I don't know." Like we talk about raising our daughter. Cause he has daughter. He has daughter. I have two daughters. He's really close. His him and his sons. His sons are really. They're really close. A really close family. And it's and you you have a very like you could have gone down a weird fucking path, and you oh, did for it. sure. A lot of people did. Um, yeah, it's getting sober for sure. But but I think that there was something inside me that 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 valued, you know, that that my my version of success, what I what I feel is success is 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 more holistic than just career. So what's a day in Rob Lowe's life look like? Um, it it depends on whether I'm I'm working or not. And you know, currently I've a TV show on Fox, TV show on Netflix. I have um, two podcasts. One, I did. I did. I, I did. And, and we did. You did literally with me. I did literally. Literally. And, and we had so much fun. Um, I'm doing. I'm playing Vegas uh, tomorrow night. What are you doing in Vegas? I'm doing playing the Venetian. I have a one man show. Shut the fuck up. Yes. Wait. What's your one man show about? Is it about your life? It's me doing this. It's me telling stories. It's me oh, telling stories. Bro. There's some good ones. Bro, can, give me. Can you give me like a like? Don't give me your best story. Like I'll, like I'll, 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 I'm gonna try to. Go tit for tat and see if yeah. there's a joke I have for my new hour. Right, right, yeah, right. Like, me, I don't want to give. But I don't want to give, give away. Give me a type five. It would be tough. Uh, yeah, but it's hard. It's hard, right? It's tough. I have. Uh, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard because they, they all lead into each other, and like it doesn't have. The, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm talking to the ex. I please. would love to. I would love to see your one man show. It's I've I've been doing it off and on for almost five years, and this is a sort of discussion about whether we would do a residency there. And um, I love it. I, I mean, it's. I mean, you you do it at the highest level, and and I know why you do it. There's nothing like it. It's oh, there's nothing you. Like it. It, it's all you for better or for worse. Um, I'm super nervous because I haven't done it in over a year. 
Really? And it's right to this. And there's a lot of hitters coming to, to this. Really? It's, it's the smaller room. It's not, I, I, I can, I, I sometimes will do like 2000, 2,500, like those big, beautiful theaters. Do you that do are meet and greets afterwards? I do. Fuck yes. I do. I do. And Fuck those are great. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I. They're great. Listen, I, uh, I'm a big proponent of the meet and greet. I, I, I did it. I do it a little differently only because, um, I, we were saying this when we were first started talking. I look at everything as a as a consumer, like a fan. Yeah. And so my aspect of a fan is different. That like as a fan of yours, I would like to. I will personally say this. I would like to pay a dollar point to know that I could get a moment with you and and say hi and tell you what you've meant to me and your career's meant to me, and and get a picture. And and I I know now that I know you, you are such a fucking. You're like Arnold. You give you give the people the thing. Right. You yes. know, yes. Like we were getting texts. He's eating pop tarts. Like, like almost like all all the women in here. I'm gonna rat them all out. I'm gonna rat them all out. <laughs> I say, hey, I'm running five minutes behind, and someone's like, someone was like, don't worry, I'll I'll take one for the team. I'll make out with him for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, amazing. And then everyone's like, no, 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 I'm getting gum. And then my wife chimed in. I'm I'm coming from the airport. Tell Bert to take time. I mean, but it's like you are a, you are. You're very nice. You're, 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 you might be bigger than who you are. I wonder how hard that is. Do you ever have, I know that I can get, and I'm not you at all. And I'm not saying it even close, but I can get lost in who people think I am and who I am when I perform and who I am. Yes. And does that ever happen to you mm-hmm. <clears throat> where you go like, am, am I, I'm, I'm guess when you're sober and you've been doing this this long, that's, you gotta be pretty grounded. That's the thing. It's, that's the stuff that w- would happen in the early years. And it's, it's part of the reason why to take the stress off of it, that, that, that people in our business can, are, are prone to excesses. Yeah. And, um, whether it's, you know, picket gambling, eating, drinking, whatever it was, sex, whatever it is, it, 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 it's rife in our industry because we're dealing with those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And, um, so t- today it's so in my DNA after 33 years that, that I'm, I'm, it used to be I would come off, come home from a big thing, a night, you know, on stage, play, movie, night, whatever, and I would just be like, and then you have that moment like you're just alone with yourself. Yeah. Right? You, you know what it's like. Oh, and yeah. And it's, it's fucking super gnarly. <coughs> it's and, really gnarly. And, and now, though, I, I don't have that. I don't. Like, I can go... I played the I, one of the highlights of my life. I played the National Theater in 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 England in London, and you know it's packed. And I come off of it, and I'm alone. And within five minutes, I'm alone at the hotel. But I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go sleep. Oh my god! I wish and I'm I good. Had that. I I'm wish good. I, had that. I don't have that. I don't have that. You'll get. You'll get there. I may not, Rob. You'll get there. I doubt it. <laughs> Do you, but what does the day look like for you? So say you're, say let, you're working, I guess that, that dictates your day. I'm curious to know. What a free day is like? Like, like if you're, I know you're into TM, right? Yes, I, I do TM. I want to get into that. It's, I was I've, with a dude, there was a director, really a comedy director. Uh, uh, he's really big in TM. He's like one of the biggest dudes in TM. Wonder who it is. Um, he's he played hockey in Canada and he's got broken fingers. Oh my god! Fucking is it? Oh man! God damn it. it! There are a lot of TM guys out there. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Seinfeld tried, being the biggest. He tried to get me into TM and I signed up for a class 
to like the thing. Yeah, I guess you got to do like a yes. five day thing. Yeah, I signed up for it during sober October one year, and uh, and I signed up for the wrong weekend, and then I was just like, ah, fuck it. It'll be one of those things that'll come into your life when you're ready for it, because one of the things about about being sober is they always talk about prayer and meditation, right? It's a big part of of the whole thing. And I've been pretty good about the prayer thing, but the meditation thing, it took me 33, 32 years to figure out the meditating. Really? So it's it's did not you, for Did you do everybody. the class? I tried all kinds of meditating over the years. Like, yeah, whatever, okay. And I liked it and I didn't like it. And then I would do it and I wouldn't do it. And finally, TM came my way. And that is the one that has stuck for whatever reason. I got to do TM. I got to do TM. And, and, it's, the, and it's made me super creative in really? my unconscious. I had a, I, I have started vivid dreaming. Brother. And I had a dream the other night where an entire new game show idea came to me with the, the set, the rules, and the title. And I was, and it's, you know, it's you're doing, I, and usually you have to wake up and write it down, like, and I could never do that. But what I realized is all I have to do is go, hey, Siri. Yes. Write down. So I don't have to get up and do shit. Yeah. So I woke up, looked at my notes. It was a good idea. I sold it to Fox the next day. Are you serious? It all came to me in my dream. I would like to take a moment for our fans. And I, I just want to say you're welcome. You're welcome that I'm not going to tell Rob Lowe one of my dreams. You're welcome. <laughs> you're, I, I just want you to know that I know what you're thinking. Oh, fuck. Here comes Bert telling Rob one of his shitty fucking dreams. Are, are you a king of shitty dreams? By the way, if it's not, that's a great Rob, title. The Rob, king of shitty dreams. I have the most intense dreams you've ever met out of anyone. No. I have Rob. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to do it. Rob, I have dreams. I have dreams that would blow your mind and you think they're not real. They're that intense. I've had dreams where I woke up crying, mm-hmm. woke up crying. Yes. I've had dreams waking up laughing. Yep. I've had dreams. Uh, I've, I've had the most intense dreams that as soon as this show's over, I'm not going to do it because I know our fans are like, fucking Bert. He's going to tell the dream about his fucking buddy as a baby or the fucking time that- uh, So he, these are well known. I, well, I sold a show to Comedy Central based on my dreams. And so they were, they were so intense and they were so vivid. And I go through these periods of like, I go through periods of very, in, I was trying to say this to someone, else, very intense dreaming. I then go through periods of very, very intense um, empathy where I, I start seeing sadness real clear. And it's kind of seeing like a futility in life. Um, I go through, I go through periods of partying and then I go through periods of not partying at all. I go through these weird swings and I can't figure out what it is. But dreaming is one where if my wife was here, uh, <coughs> she would say like, oh, fuck with his dreams. Like I, That's I, a gift. I, I lucid dream where you, where you dream and you're, and, you're, and you're still awake and you get to drive your dream. Yes. And uh, they're always, whenever it happens, I always go, let's fucking fly. Mm-hmm. And I fucking stop. That's, that's the real I thing. Dream, I had a dream the other day where uh, I realized I was lucid dreaming and I could figure out whatever I wanted. And I walked into a house and I said, I want to have sex with my wife. In a dream, I picked my fucking wife. 
And I'm not telling you any dreams. I'm not telling you any dreams. I'm not telling you what happened. That's but like, man, I am a hardcore. That's super meaningful. I'm a hardcore dreamer. I'm and I and I, I enjoy dreaming. I enjoy sleeping. But like going back to, I'm curious what your days look like because, I like, so one of the things I've just started doing is, um, I love getting inspiration from. I love fucking pulling out the positive of people and, and getting inspiration from people. Yeah. And I started back ending my sleep where I started realizing what time I needed to get up and mm -hmm. then just going backwards and going, well, then I need to go to bed here because I need to get at least, I want to shoot for eight hours. Yes. <clears throat> and so, and in that, in that eight hours, don't listen to history podcasts because I've been having a lot of dreams that I'm a Nazi because, because uh, I'm listening to a lot of Hitler podcasts and fucking, I listened to the thing about Adolf Eichmann and I was like, all of a sudden I'm on his team and we're working in a factory and, Argentina a, a and they, they, and they grabbed him. No, they grabbed him in Argentina and they threw him in a fucking car. And I was like, Adolf, Adolf. And then all of a sudden I'm a Nazi. So I, I, I'm not telling you my dreams. So, but, uh, but so I, uh, I, I back, I back end it so that I can get up early and work out. I have to work out. I have to lift weights. I have to, I have to do like a high intensity card training. Like I have to do cardio. I have to sweat and burn out the impurities from the night before or I'm fucked for the whole day. Right. And then, and then if I'm working, my day is dictated by my work. It's usually like three podcasts, uh, uh, some interviews, some, some zoom meetings, some stuff. But, and I'm, but I'm curious, like, like how, how your day works. Cause you know, it's going to sound like a really weird thing to say, but your fucking skin looks amazing. <laughs> your skin looks fucking amazing. I want to know your skincare <laughs> regimen. Like your skin looks amazing. I have a skincare line. No, you don't. I do. Are you serious? I do. I'm, I, I haven't really done much with it. Re, re, it needs to be revitalized, but it's out. Maybe we maybe we need to invest together in skincare line. Um, but yeah, I'll fix we, my fucking face. I know. But I got. Um, I, got I need uh, under. Do you do an under eye serum? I do. It's my. It's our best thing. Because your under eyes are. F I mean, hold on. Let's take two seconds. <laughs> are you looking at his? Your under eyes are like no bags, no dark circles, no fine lines. Quite honestly, I mean, what's your what's your ethnic descent? Is it like? Oh, I did that. Twenty three and Me. Yeah. And it was it was literally like Germany, Germany, Germany. Maybe you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, well, they say things fin about that. <laughs> fi Finland, Scandinavian, Viking. It's like I'm I'm like a German Viking mix. God damn it! What um, but what's your day look like? I'm curious. So and and like, I also want to know about your relationship. How how you keep it? Like these are like I feel like I'm my wife interviewing you, but like you got. You've got you've had a fucking great relationship with your wife. Yeah, she's great. I picked great. She yeah. picked great. We picked great. We're I mean it's 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 all won and lost with who you pick. Are the boys they don't live with you guys anymore? They are on their own. They're living So it's just you and her. Just yeah, we're 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 empty nesters. Also write down, ask Rob how much money he has. Keep going. <laughs> so um <laughs> I'm dying to know how much money you have. So um we so a daily thing for me is first of all, I only wake up if I'm getting paid. Fucking love that. Peter, if you're listening, keep going. Right? I think that's yeah. a great phrase. I've been I've been I've been waking up at four o'clock in the morning to be on location since I was fifteen years old. So and so think about it, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Those are the years all you want to do is sleep till noon. Yep. Not I was not doing that. So I have a whole thing about sleep where that's like my my thing that's mine. Fuck yeah. And I will get up and work and be happy and be the bright-eyed and bushy-tailed at 5 a.m., but only if you're paying me. <laughs> yeah. So so I, um, I've i recently started, though, 
not just sleepy, sleepy. So I'll, I, I get up late, you know, nine o'clock. That's, that's doable. Okay. You know, I get up nine o'clock. I have my coffee in bed. I do my prayer, my meditation. You have your coffee in bed. Yeah. Your wife up? She's up. Yes. She gets up early. She's, she's awake later than me and up earlier than me. Jesus. She's she's a real night owl. That's my wife too, oddly enough. Super my wife, night owl. And my wife will try to draw me into her oh, stand yes. up late. And I'm like, I'm like, yo, the other night she was like, so the hot tub's on, and I was my wife's going through I think this is cool telling Rob Lowe about me having sex with my wife. I like it. My wife's going through this thing right now where she is like a fuck it's like she's trying to give me AIDS. Like she is <laughs> she is Fu- I mean, I mean, do you know what she did the other day? I gotta, I gotta this say this. This I is the coolest. This. this is the coolest thing this woman's ever fucking done. I'm over doing a podcast in Hollywood, over on La Cienega and uh, and Sunset, and I get done and and I get it to my assistant Pete's with me and he's like, "Yo, Leanne wants to come over to do dinner." I was like, "Cool." He goes, "I'll take the car over. Why don't you Uber to a place and then she'll drive you guys back?" I was like, "Fuck yeah!" And, and we're George's in college, Isla's in high school, and but we're f- starting to have the first steps of what's life going to be like yeah, when the girls are gone totally. and leanne keeps saying this is what it's going to be like now leanne's on this thing i don't know what it's called it's for menopause it's like to help her fucking yeah, body. yeah. <laughs> so i go hey i'm looking at restaurants where do you want and then she just goes just get a room and i'm like the fuck did you just say she goes get a room we'll get room service we'll come back at like one in the morning I mean, I got to be honest with you, and I, I feel That's weird saying so this to you. Great, my dick got hard immediately, and I went, "Oh yeah, oh fucking yeah!" And she is doing that, and and she's trying to draw me in. We're, I mean, we're having sex like crazy, like fucking crazy, like never before, like crazy. The other night, she's up. She opens a bottle of wine. She never fucking drinks. She opens a bottle of wine. She's like, "The hot tub's on," and I'm like, "I got to work out at fucking five in the morning. I need to be asleep by ten. The fuck are you doing to me, woman?" And then and then the next morning. She jumps in bed with me and she goes, I had the hot tub by myself last night naked. And I was like, you didn't say you were going in naked. I would have gone in with you. I mean, it's, it's been. This is all, you're living the dream. It's, uh, you know what? You're living the dream. I, she is, she is, uh, she made a statement. I'm going to start dating my husband. Yes. And she is dating me. So great. And it's so but fucking it, great. And that's what it felt like for us when the kids got out of the house. For real? Yeah. Were you nervous when they left that you were like, what are we going to talk about? What is. Like what's like what's our relationship gonna be? No, because we spent a lot of time. To, I I I was I was I was optimistic. That is John would, your oldest? He's the youngest. Okay, so how old? How's he right now? My he's oldest is twenty nine, and Johnny's twenty seven. So you guys have been empty nesters for a little while. Yeah, we've been empty nesters for a few years, and it was and it was like you just feel like you want to rip your clothes off and run through the house and go. Aah! Yeah. And we kind and so you kind of do. That's what yeah. what what happens. I've been walking around naked a lot. It's so good. Yeah, my gardener freaked out today. Like, yeah. he was in the backyard, and I walked around naked, and I'm just like, fuck yeah. Yeah, look at this. Yeah. <laughs> I t- you got your hose, I got mine. So so then you wake up, your wife's already up, you have coffee in bed. Uh, it's, co- a, it's a Winston Churchill move right there. Coffee in bed, got to have it in bed. Um, and I make sure I, like I said, do prayer meditation, have some, some what's the word, in- intention about my day, like what do I want to get done? What are my goals? Um, both in terms of practically and then spiritually, and then it's a workout. All things, you know. Do you like, work out at a gym? Do you I go have a gym right. In your house? I go right to work out. I'm, I'm and I'm intermittent fasting, so I'm not eating breakfast. Okay, write that down. Burton needs to intermittent fast. Right. Keep so, going. 
So I, I, I like to work out fasted. Like I work out right? fasted, but I work out very early. Right. Yeah, but it's the same thing. You're not yeah. you haven't eaten anything. So and Do you work out in your house or at a gym? Uh, I have a, a gym in the house that I like, but there's a new gym that's open right down the street that I love, and mm. I'm kind of getting into it. Sometimes I like the energy of a, of, a, of a gym, Jim. Yeah. So it could be either one, but it also could be um, if I've had a killer workout the day before, I'll go and hit golf balls because I'm a big you, golfer. For real? Yeah, I love golf. Played today. Are you a good golfer? I, you know what's happening right now? I no matter what I do, good, bad, or different, I shoot an eighty-seven. That's no matter bad. where That's I go, it's super respectable. I have like I'm 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 in a very thing with my game where this is where I am. I'm gonna shoot an eighty-seven. What clubs do you hit? I have the new PXGs, the brand new ones. Fucking goddamn Bob Parsons. Bob Parsons the best. It. I love Bob shout Parsons. Shout out to Bob Parsons. Pa- shout out to Bob Parsons. Do you know Bob? I do. Bob Parsons is a motherfucker. He's the best. Let's take a second, just a second, and celebrate Bob Parsons. Yes. Bob Parsons uh, starts GoDaddy, go right? GoDaddy. Starts, starts GoDaddy. First of all, uh, served in our military. Yes. Served in our military. Yep. He's a dude. Great supporter of our military. Great supporter of our military and great proponent of getting these kids through their PTSD. Yep. He's, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, so someone flag it in case I'm talking shit. A uh, big proponent of MDNA helping through PTSD. Yeah. Okay, okay, good. I think I, so. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, big fan of Rogan's. Bob Parsons is a big fan of Rogan's. Reach out to Rogan. Get Bob Parsons on. That would, know, be, that would be a great talk. I, I, you could do that. If, we, if I do it to Rogan, he's like, another one. <laughs> I love Joe. <laughs> but best. Joe's the best. Joe yes. loves you. Joe loves you and Ed Norton. Ed Edwards, another Ed's a great dude. I said, I made a joke about I made a the fucking thing about Ed Norton and Joe's like, nah, I'm not gonna let that happen. Because I, I met Arnold and Ed Norton in the same day, and I fucking scared Ed Norton. So I, I was like, I was like, ah, Ed Norton. And Ed Norton's like, oh, okay. And Joe's like, yeah, you bring a lot of energy to a room. You bring but, a lot of energy. But Bob Parsons is a badass, and PXGs are the fucking the, best goddamn clubs. They're unbelievable. They really are unbelievable. Did you get fitted at? At, uh, I didn't go to the main place. They, really? they, I, they were. I had to go to whatever, it's one of the country clubs nearby or golf places had it, and I, I went to them. But I've never been to the headquarters. I went and played the Dirty Nine. Oh yeah, the Dirty Nine over there with. Uh, I got to do it. Yeah, well, I, I'd love to see. Pull up. I was, I was going to say, pull up. Uh, never mind. Who's your Who's your dream for, uh, foursome you'd like to play with? Like like <sighs> professional golfers you'd like to play with? And if you say Brooks Kepka, I can make it happen. Oh, I love Brooks. I, I, done, it, by done, the way, done. it actually, it Brooks was going to be on, was going to be number two on my list. It was be Tiger Brooks would be the order. Ooh, fucking, let's call Brooks right now. I love Kepka. Love him. Do you know him? I met him. I met him at the um, at the FedEx Cup final round of the FedEx Cup. It was remember the year that he had to withdraw at the final round of the FedEx. I don't have Brooks in here. Oh fuck! I have Derek Brooks. You want to play football? He's the best. <laughs> Derek Brooks. I've- Brooks Purdy. Brock um, Purdy? But, uh, but yes. Yeah, so what do you do? You, uh, real quick, I'm, I'm running through questions. So I want to get you out of here. I appreciate your time and I don't want to no, abuse it. A, but So uh, do you live in LA proper, outside I live in LA? Santa Barbara. You live in Santa Barbara? So that's also the thing is like there's a lot of driving in my life. Wait, so you drive down here from Santa Barbara? Yeah. For real? Yeah. How great is Santa Barbara? <sighs> How far is Santa Barbara from Oxnard? 25 minutes. Do we know each other well enough to play golf together? Absolutely, we do. I'm a lot, dude. Do you play music in the cart? No. You, I'm surprised. I no. So I, I grew guy. up. I grew up in Florida, 
I grew up in Florida like a proper golfer. Same with me. Yeah, and so like Same. My, if I, I, I tuck my shirt in, I, Same. Never, I would never tuck a shirt in. Same. Take I your hat off and shake hands. Yes, it, yeah. I, I'm old Same. school, me too. old school proper golfer because of my dad. Same. And my dad was like, my grandfather like, created a golf course. <laughs> I've been a long line of oh, golfers. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, so you can really play golf. I mean, I, I here pull up Bert Kreischer live golf. Uh, I'll show you my swing so you can take a look at my I want to see your how I play. My phone in the other room, I can show you my swing. So live golf uh, at the watering hole. That's probably oh, it. Yeah, there you are. Uh, oh, let me see Okay. This. So this is my... This is very exciting. So we went out to live golf in Adelaide, Australia, Holy and they said, shit. hey, do you want to hit... Dude, hang on. Hit pause. First of all, if you're a golf fan, I'm fucking everyone's there. Adelaide? Oh, yeah. Well, I was on tour. I was on tour. I was going to say. Um, everyone was there. I'm watching, I'm watching uh, uh, Dustin Johnson fucking hit his mm -hmm. clubs i'm had to hold on hold on i'm you. watching uh i'm watching fucking who's the, who's the lefty with the beautiful fucking swing from from i think he's from alabama uh oh yeah not bubba bubba watson i'm yeah, watching bubba. bubba watson fucking hit a beautiful fucking fade and so i meet everyone i hit and then they go hey do you want to hit uh hit a tee shot at 12 the watering hole in front of all the fans and i go fuck yeah and they go will you take your shirt off i was like uh, okay how so, how how long how so it's what is it 150 what's what's the it's shot? 150 they give me a seven iron and i go i need a nine and then the lady goes he doesn't know what he's doing and i go hold on i, I know hey, what you're i'm fucking doing nine and she goes no one can you're not hitting a nine pros hit a nine 150 you're not hitting a nine 150 i go um, and then I start going like, am I out of my fucking mind? And I, I call my dad. I go, dad, what do I hit a nine? And he goes, 150. You hit a nine, 150. And I go, and she goes, I need everyone to sign a waiver. He's going to kill someone. Now the pressure is built up. Oh, and it's the great. watering hole. This, so this everyone's around. And so go ahead. This is great. Yeah, you can watch your boy stripe it. Fuck yes. Oh, yeah. I like the setup. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. It's a really good setup. Super sick setup. Oh, yes. Boom. Right there. All right. Oh, you you fucking, fucking striped it. it. Striped it you over the green. Over the green. Over the green. Over it's the green. a seven iron. We flew it probably one seventy, and so uh, and and but That's yeah, sick. It was fucking awesome. Right over the right over the pin, and then we watched Brooks' brother Chase uh, fucking sink a hole in one right after that. Oh yeah, I remember. I saw I saw that clip. Uh, here's my favorite golf story. I was playing in a pro am <coughs> for the. the in 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 Iowa, I'd flown to Iowa. It was the principal group was sponsoring it, the big insurance company, PGA Pro Am, and I killed the state bird in flight with a golf shot. No way. Yes, I did. It, now the state bird is not a fucking Canadian goose. Oh, please say it's a condor. It is no. It's a. But that's e would be easier in theory. <laughs> really? It's a literal. It's a. It's a. Um, it's a finch. That's the state bird, bird of Iowa is a gold finch. It's the size of the palm of your hand. You should have bought a lottery ticket after that. I I should have. They because because they're an insurance company. They had their actuaries run the odds. One in seven hundred million. I had a, I had a sand wedge. It's almost the same odds as a kid from Ohio making becoming a movie star. Movie star. killed the state bird in <laughs> flight. Type in Roblo golf. You'll see Kill Robbo's state bird. You'll, you can see it. Really? Maybe picture me holding the finch. No, for real? Yeah, for sure. Pull it up. Can you pull it up? There's me holding the bird. Are you serious? Oh my God, that's tiny. That's such a tiny. Look at. <laughs> oh my God. I know, right? What's your favorite haircut you've had? Not that one. That's a, that's an interesting hat choice. I'm a different hat guy than you. You can wear like uh, like 
unstructured. You can wear, I have to wear a hat. I, I by the way, I don't, I, they gave me that. I would not I wear an unstructured. I bet they did. I bet I, they I don't did. like that unstructured hat. I like, I got to wear with you, what you wear. Look, there's a good shot. Well, let me here. see. Here, just go to, yeah, have, yeah, you here, played, here, have you here, played here. Pebble Beach? This is going, this is, this is at Cyprus. Where? It's Cyprus Point. Oh, for real? Yeah. Is it, it's got the video. Here we go. All right. Not a bad swing, Not Rob bad. Lowe. Not a bad swing. Here's the problem with me. I go out. Fuck. So fun. Yeah, I drove the green. I mean, you have to hit Who, who a, are you playing with? Greg Norman? No, you, you know who that is? Who the that, fuck are you playing you with? You know who that is? That is the great George Roberts, who is the R of KKR. What's KKR? KKR is the biggest investment fund in the world. Oh, really? All right, good. I'm glad you transitioned to money. How much money do you have? Not as much as George Roberts. Do you do you, did you like did you do like what the, I, the, I heard rumors. Do you buy fancy stuff? No. I, I like I like watches. Okay, let's talk watches. My my This is the best watch on. What is that? That's my um Patek. And I don't even know enough to know Patek which Philippe? one it is. Yeah. Uh Tommy, hang on, let me FaceTime Tommy. So Tommy just got one. It's the moon, I think it's the moon, the, moon. The, the the Tiffany moon phase. Wait, can I see it? Yeah. Hold on, let me Facetime Tommy real quick. That's, that that this is the because I was a Rolex guy. I was I've been eyeballing your Rolex the whole interview. Uh oh. At Daytona. Thank you. Uh, well, you met him. Yeah. The okay, Tommy's gonna be excited. So he just showed up my premiere, I think, with one of those on. So me and Tom went to a watch person. We have a great watch person in Vegas. Yeah, we have a great watch person in Vegas. And sh and and Tom and I went in and we both bought, bought Rolexes. Mm. And then he was like, Yo, how can we get a Patek Philippe? And she was like, I'll send you over. I can introduce you. And when she introduced you, she was like, Yeah, cool. I'll put you guys on a wait list. And she goes, And when I have one that no one wants, then you can get that one. And Tom was like, wait, how do we get, how do we get Tom's a legit watch guy? You know, these are hard to get. This is. <laughs> this, Dude, it's really, it's a really hard watch to get. It's a very hard watch to get. It's a really hard watch to get. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because Tom is the one that walked me through this. I was really shy about like uh, spending money. I didn't want to, I didn't want to like, I didn't mind putting videos of me on a private jet up because I was, it, that's like a poor person thing to do. But like when it came to spending money and stuff, I just had, I felt I had a hard time finding that, my, that footing for me. Mm -hmm. And then he got me into watches and I started enjoying, I enjoyed researching them. And this is the, this was the one I wanted. That I have, I, I'm a big Daytona guy. Yeah. You seem like a big Daytona guy. Yeah. You would be a big Daytona. Well, I, really, I really want the Paul Newman. I, I had, that's the fucking, that's the one. Because he's also my hero. So, yeah. I mean, that's the one at some point. So wait, so what was your entry level watch? Like, what was the first watch you bought where you went? Yeah, it was a Rolex. <laughs> it was, I think it was just the, a Submariner. Just get, it's a great fucking watch. It's a great watch. My, Do you know I, what I like up. now is the, the James Cameron Sea Dweller. I love it. It's a big watch. Big. It's a big watch. But it's really cool. It's a fucking badass watch. Uh, the... Uh, I, I gotta I gotta shout out. I, don't, I know Christine probably doesn't want me to shout her out, but we have a woman in in, in it's the coolest. Fucking Tell me thing where she ever. is in Vegas. I'm going there this weekend. Can I set you up with her? Yes, Rob, please, Rob, Rob. Going there this Rob, weekend. Rob, Rob. Uh, I guarantee you, she will be there when you get there. 
Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna set up a text please. between the three of yes, you. Yes, please. So, Christine, shout out to Christine. She's fucking awesome. She's in Vegas. Christine, by the way, if you want me to take this out, I'll take it out, but I'm not going to. She, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell the story, and I, and I apologize. I'm, I'm going to bend your ear for a second. I wanted to, I was doing a big tour. I'd done my, it was like my third world tour, and I, and I wanted to treat myself. I've always wanted to treat myself at, my wife told me that people in Scientology do it, and it makes sense. It does make sense. And if you buy yourself a present when you succeed, Scientology makes a lot of fucking sense. I know that sounds crazy, but no, they, there's a lot of stuff. There's in a there. lot of shit they say that actually fucking works. And, and my wife did an acting class with them, and she would say things, and I'd be like, that doesn't not sound crazy. I'm not a Scientologist, everybody. But uh, one of the things is if you do something big, you should reward yourself. You should get yourself a present to acknowledge that thing. Like and it's a, it's, it could be in everything. But anyway, it's, it's a good thing. And so I, I go and I get. I do this tour and I and I want to get a watch. I want to get a Rolex and I and they're really hard to get at the time. And I start really kind of um, uh, researching which one I want and what I want and and just going to stores and what do you guys have? No availability, nothing. And then I go and I do this at a lot of stores around the tour. It's one of the fun things to do on tour. And then I go to Vegas and I meet Christine. She's fucking awesome. We have no inventory. And I said okay. And I tell her you know I'm a comedian. I'm doing a show here. And she's like okay. She's like, nice. And then she starts, we start talking. And then very candidly, she said, uh, what are you looking for? And I said, I, you know, I don't know. My dad gave me a Rolex a while back. I wear that, but I really wear this running watch. And I really want the Panda is like the one I want. And she goes, yeah, it's, it's a big first bite. She goes. Uh, it's so true. It's such watch yeah. lingo. It's a big first bite with your yeah. entry level watch. Yeah. Like it's so funny. And she goes, uh, go get the the uh, Black Submariner. And he comes back and he gives me, she goes, here's your watch. I said, what? She goes, this is your watch. And I went, I don't, what else do you have? And she goes, no, no, this is your watch. So I was like, okay. And I was like, well, I don't know if, I go, how much? And she goes, this is your watch. So I go, hold on. I don't know. This I don't, is, they all are alike. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. So I, I start panicking. I take a picture. I send it to my dad. I send it to Tommy and I send it to Leanne. I did the same thing with this. Yeah. Same thing about. But I, g g yeah, I start panicking. So I was buying another watch. Yeah. And they said, well, <laughs> and they brought this out. And I was like, and they were like, buy it. I will buy it when you walk out the door if you don't want it. Yeah. So Leanne says, it's up to you. My dad says, that's a great watch. Tom sends me a very long text. I wish I could find it and read it. It's oh. so, it's why everyone listening needs a best friend. You've worked so hard. You're the hardest working guy I know. You're on tour for nonstop. You're doing this. You did that. You did that. Like they, you deserve this as a present. And I said, I said, Christine, I go, I, I'm, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna think about it. Let me walk around. And I walk out the thing, and Leanne calls, and she goes, Did you get the watch? I said, Well, I don't know. I don't. I didn't. I just walked out. She goes, Honey, you need to get the watch. Great. She goes, and I said, Well, Tommy just texted. I told her Tom's text, and she goes, Go get the fucking watch. I walk right back in. She goes, I told you it's your watch. Give her the credit card. Buy the watch. Great. So then. The next day, I fucking text Tom. And I go, he goes, did you get the watch? I go, I got the watch. I go, what are you doing? He goes, send me a pic. I send him another pic. And he goes, oh, it's fucking nice. I said, what are you doing? And he goes, well, you know, I sent the text to you. And I realized that applies to me too. So I'm in a Rolex store buying a Rolex. <laughs> <laughs> so Amazing. Then, so then he goes, hey, man, set me up with the, with with your friend at, over over what in whatchamacallit. So I set them up. I said, just, you know, here's your white whale. This yes. is Tom. And by the way, I, I mm -hmm. what's really cool about this is I sent her texts every now and then to let her know I appreciated because I love that watch. I would wake up in my tour bus 
And I'd look at the watch and I'd go, fuck, I love this watch. I loved it. I'd love to look at my wrist and go, God damn it, I love this fucking watch. Right. So then me and Tom do a thing at the MGM. And, and Tom goes in, Tom buys a watch from her. I think he, I think she had to stop him. And Tom, and so then I go in. The next time we go, I said, hey, Christine, I, I don't know if you have any inventory at all, but Tom and I are coming to do a gig in Vegas. We're going to make pretty good money. We'd love to stop by. She goes, your watches will be waiting for you. So we Your roll in and they're fucking like, and by, by the way, Tom and I are both wearing Rolexes and they go, your watches are waiting for you. And we're like, what did we get? And they're like, don't worry about it. Here you go. We just bought two. We just went credit cards down, open the box. I was like, that's the one I fucking wanted. It was fucking the GMT. I've wanted a GMT for a long time. Mm. So I travel so much and it was a green GMT. It's a Sprite GMT with the left-handed bezel. We both, Tom and I have a picture. Tom and I have a picture of us. With both two, so two. I mean, it's the funnest thing. It's the funnest we, thing. We don't get purses and things. No, and, uh, like it's it's the it's the one to the to the left oh, to the left far yes, the, the far G- left. That's yeah, a sick one. Yeah, it's a fucking great goddamn watch, and she's she's awesome. She makes it fun. Is she only Rolex or she do other? She stuff? does. They, they do it. They, they, I'm gonna I'm gonna set you up with them. They'll take care of you top to bottom. You, right. you don't oh, forget I, you are also Rob Lowe. I would love this. And so <clears throat> the do you have any, um, uh, aps. What? Do you have any APs? No. So I'm I'm like a I'm like a dummy when it comes to watches. Yeah. I know I like Rolex. Yeah. And I know why I like them. You know, like almost like the guy that goes, I know I like Porsches. Do you know why I like them? What? The first person who told me they were great, James Cameron. Literally the only guy who has a watch named after him who's alive. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I'll never forget I had a meeting with him and we were, I was like, oh, he goes, oh, I love Rolex. They're so great. They're so tough. You can do it. And he threw he threw it across the room. I'll never forget it as long as I live. And I thought, well, if it's cool enough for James Cameron, when I when I when I get a watch, I'm gonna do that. I knew a girl named Chrissy that did the same thing with a bong and it shattered. She's like, this is great about these things. They're indestructible. And I was like, now we have nothing to smoke weed out of. So wait, what's what so your entry level watch was just like a regular submariner? Yeah, it's like a black sub black face submariner. Um it was probably Cheryl, my wife got it for me. My and my wife's like, I need like I I'm from the Midwest and I'm kind of frugal and like your best friend was for you. My wife, Cheryl's like that for music. Like, no, no. Like she always is stepping us up into nicer and, and there's things that we can afford, but, but I, but I left my own devices probably wouldn't do it. That's my wife. I never would have bought our first house. I never would have bought this house or that house. I never would have bought any house we have, but my wife's like, my wife grew up poorer than I did. Same. And she Same. was like, and she was like, Yo, I, 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 this is how you start generational wealth. This is how you get out of poverty is you invest your money and the safest places in properties for her. But she doesn't buy, my wife dresses, legit dresses from Target. Like buys clothes from Target. For real. My wife, my wife missed that memo. <laughs> I, she has a fucking Birkin bag selection. Oh, I've heard about these. We're built. We're so we're we're going to be building a new house. And I want those things displayed and illuminated. Oh wow! I those... want to walk in and I want to just look at them. <laughs> they're like they're like watches. They're works yeah. of art. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to see all those, all those lined up. But the, that's the watch. That's the watch. This that's is, the watch. That I, the moon phase. So from what I know about that watch, mm-hmm. that moon phase is going to stay like it's going to be accurate for like two. 150 years or something yeah it's just insane it's is, a cool thing too to kind of be able to know where the moon will be 
The other one I watch I love is my 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 Breitling with the EPIRB on it. So what's that? Pull it up. Can you pull it up? So it, yeah, it's the it, Breitling Emergency. Wait, what do you mean emergency? You just hit it and then they find you? Yes. Yes. So I'm a big. Can I get those for my daughters? Okay, this is the one I have right here. Uh, lower, lower. Go that one. That's, one. that's one. Yep, that's it. So, so you, you see the bottom, the bottom, bezel, the bottom screw. Yeah. If you you unscrew that and pull it, it's a little antenna that comes out. And it goes to all of whatever two, there are, there are two emergency frequencies at any time, anywhere in the world. And it immediately puts out a bulletin and you, you, someone will come and rescue you. Now, if you do it and it's, you're fucking around, it's a $30,000 fine. And you have to sign all this paperwork. So you don't want your kids messing around with his watch. Okay, I'm not getting those for my kids. But it's Definitely it's, not getting those for my kids. But like if I go fishing, I'm, I'm out fishing, I'm on the ocean, if I'm skiing, if I'm in a weird third world country, anything sketchy, I'm wearing that watch. Jesus Christ. You, so, okay. And so how many watches do you think you have? Uh, I probably have 15. That's not bad. No. It's not and crazy. then what about cars? Are you a car guy? This right now, Tom's listening to this going like, please say yes, please say I yes. I am a, definitely a car guy. Really? Yeah. I, um, you got to see my murdered out Escalade that I came here in today. Really? Murdered. Cause I'm driving. I'm all, listen, I spend more time driving than I do in my house. Why did you choose Santa Barbara? I moved there 29 years ago. And when my, my first kid was six months old and what happened was I was, I, I, I wanted a new house. I was looking for like bucolic, you know, neighborhoody prices were insane in LA. And then I was looking for preschools and somebody said, oh, for preschools, you need to, you need to talk to Mike Ovitz. And Mike Ovitz at the time was the number one agent of all the time. And I, and I instantly had like a, an epiphany of what my life would be like living in Los Angeles, where I'd have to be coaching little league with like the president of NBC's kid or all. And I wanted to blow my brains out. Yeah. And I was like, we're out, we're out, we're done. I never looked back. I moved to Santa Barbara. I did coach a little league. I did all of those things. And you're just like a regular dad. And I'm like a regular dad. I mean, now, now there's a whole new wave of people like 10 years, 15 years ago, Oprah moved up. Prince Harry and uh, Meghan Markle moved next yeah. door to the our fir- very first house. Really? So there's a whole new group of people and they're very cool and very fun. But when I moved up there, it was really, really, really old school. And Jesus. we had a pretty normal, for my kids, had a really normal life up there. And are, like, uh, I keep going back to this. I'm just dying to know. Like, did, you've worked so much. Like, how, pull up Rob Lowe's net worth. I'm dying to know. I, I've never Just looked at this. I'm scared to look at it. Tell me if it's I'm scared to look at this. Tell me if it's close. Here's the thing. When I look at this, I'm either going to feel- Oh, my God! But wait. I'm Holy e- fucking shit! Wait. I'm either going to feel really bad- No, you're- Or I'm going to feel really- it might, Wait. I've never looked at this. Okay. I've, I know that oh it exists. Oh, my God! Should I, should I, am I going to feel good about myself? I think you're, you're, you're killing it, dude. You're killing it. Oh. You're killing it. Yeah. I, no one, here, hey, no here, one put this on the screen. Nothing. Don't put this on the screen because right now, right now we're about to go viral people Googling Rob Lowe's net worth. God damn it. They, I, you know, I don't know. 
I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. It's really close then. <laughs> or my, I don't. Or way more. I, I. Type in, type in Bergkreiser's net worth. I bet it's not even fucking remotely close to that. Holy fuck. What do we got here? <sighs> Look, at they got Theo Vaughn, Bill Burr, and Ari Shafir. Hit Ari Shafir's net worth. I bet it's 200000 I bet it's two. Hit Ari Shafir's net worth. Go to the to the right to the right. There we go. What is it? Six hundred thousand. Close. That's actually overshooting it. Wait, t- you can just go everyone's net worth. Type in Sam Morell's net worth. Dynasty Sam's They're net worth. They're always wrong. One these, million. These Good are, job, Sam. These are always wrong. Like I know. Like no, but mine's. I'll tell you, mine's low. So if yours is low, they. I think they undershoot. Them. I think they undershoot these. God damn it! I think they undershoot them. So I then, what do you want? What do you want out of life? You've, you're, 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 you've done everything. I'm, I'm getting you out of here. You've done everything there is to do. You lived in Hollywood. Okay, let's, let's. Well, I want to do this to you. Okay. Mm-hmm. You had an amazing childhood. You got to live in the Midwest, and you got to live the Karate Kid life, where you moved out to fucking California. What's the karate kid life? And you, and you, and you, and by the way, you know the Karate Kid. You worked with him. I did. And, but you, you had a group of friends that were the, inarguably, the coolest dudes to grow up with, with the coolest, funnest high school event. That if it doesn't turn into a movie, um, you, I, 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 no, it's literally like everybody has that there's that story in them. <laughs> Anyone who's an artist, a storyteller, has the story they were born to tell. Like they're, and, and that is for me is what it is. And I've been trying it for, for 10 years, different iterations of it. I'm going to figure it out at some point for sure. Well, I, I want you to know, not only will I invest money, I would sit and listen to these stories and, and tell you, oh, I think that's a really good one. Uh, I think that's the coolest. I think that might be the coolest thing about you is that you had these great fucking before you were famous fun moments with crazy, wild, crazy people that we all know to be the, the biggest stars in the world. Uh, I got one for you. I'll give you one. I've, you, uh, you wanted a piece from the thing, and yeah. I, I have one that stands alone. Okay, please. So I meet Cary Grant. I Is there vodka in here? It, what the fuck? So Keep going. I'm, I'm, I'm not telling you the lead up of Cary Grant, because Cary Grant is the punchline of a big, long story, part of my one-man show. But then this is the part I am telling you. So I see him years later. And he, when I met him, I was 15. I had my first TV after school special was on TV and he watched it with me because I was trying, I was dating his daughter, trying to date his daughter who was gorgeous and beautiful, didn't want anything to do with me. But she did let me come over and watch the TV show with her, with her dad, who is an actor too. I had no idea who the fuck she, Cary Grant, I had no idea. <laughs> oh, my dad's an actor too. Oh, really? You think Cary Grant? So we watch it together, the three of us. He says, yo, you quite a good young actor. And years later, I meet him. I've had, a, I have a career. I'm so excited to meet him. It's at a, it's at a fundraiser for the Princess Grace Foundation. And at this big table is Cary Grant, Robert Wagner, Gregory Peck, Prince Rainier of Monaco. And I go up to kiss the ring, say hello to all of them. As I walk away, I hear Robert Wagner say, I think that young man has banged every one of our daughters. (laughs) (laughs) 
Rob Lowe, you're a legend. It is such a privilege to know you. Uh, it really is. It really is. I, I'm, I, I'm going to take a picture with you in a second. Is that a terrible story it. to tell? No, it's a brother. That's, if I had that story, I'd be a better comic today. <laughs> if I had that fucking story, I'd be a better comic today. Are you fucking kidding me? I could sit with you all night and listen to tell stories. I, the, the, the life you've lived is the life I, I witnessed uh, just 10 years younger. Just 10 years younger. You guys were like the older brothers that I got to see like do these killer things that, that like, I mean, really, honestly, all the girls we dated were obsessed with you. And 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 we kind of wanted to be you guys, and 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 you specifically, specifically. I told you this when I did the podcast with you. Yeah. To this date, when me and my girls do anything, I I say what you said from Saint Elmo's Fire. Let's rock. Uh, <laughs> right after you got in the fist fight, and you had blood in your mouth, and you you got this. Oh, I, I mean, dude, I almost lost this. I, I swear to God, I almost learned the saxophone because you played it, and it was so sexy to see you out on the in in Saint Elmo's Fire when you're out on the fucking out on the window and you're playing saxophone by yourself. And the oh, he's out, man. He's going on. I mean, you're going into Demi Moore when she's going through the fucking falling apart, and you got the fucking. <laughs> I wanted someone to do that to me. The if I if I ever fall off really bad with alcohol and drugs. I want you to come I'm going to come rest. I'll, be, I'll bring the door in with a fire extinguisher. <laughs> I mean, every single woman in this in this building will be asking for a picture. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm going to post a picture it. with you and I'm going to post it and I'm going to tag all my ex-girlfriends and be like, just so you know, this is my posse. I hope to play golf with you one day. Yeah, let's your, do it. Your show, your show, I also have to, I also have to acknowledge you wrote a book called Stories I Only Tell My Friends. Yes. And that has been passed around here as one of the best books. Every single woman here, Stacy, our producer, was like, uh, I read his book. It's fucking amazing. Everyone needs to read it. And everyone's like, Hurrum! and then they're like, Bert, it's an easy read. You can read this. And I, I didn't get to it. But it's so easy. You're going to love what it. That's everyone said. They're like, Bert, it's really good. No, no. You and it's all, it. it's all this. <sighs> it's all this. I'm You're going to love it. You're, you'll love it. I, I've, I, Everything you do, I'm a fan of. Everything oh, you do, you. I'm a fan of. Thank you. And it's an absolute uh, pleasure to be able to do Two Bears with you. Everyone check out Unstable on Netflix, streaming right now. Him and his son, John Owen. I, I say John Owen because I think it's a badass fucking way to say a name. It's a good name, John Owen. John it's Owen, good name. fuck yeah. I call my dick John Henry. And so, that, I shouldn't have said that. But <laughs> John Henry <laughs> was hammering on a mountain. He's a steel driving man. man. He's a Judah. <laughs> yeah, right? And the oh. big band tunnel on the CNO road is going to be the death of me, Lord, Lord. It's going to be the death of me. That's what I sing when I have sex with my wife. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, Rob Lowe, thank you. I love thank you. Thank you. That was great. Bert and Tom, Tom and Bert. One goes topless while the other wears a shirt. Tom tells stories and Bert's the machine. There's not a chance in hell that they'll keep it clean. Here's what we call Two Bears, One Cave. No scripts, a bit of booze, amateur partology Dirty jokes, raunchy humor, no apologies Here's what we call Two Bears, One Cave